1: You down with JPP? Yeah, you know me. The Bucks made a huge trade for Giants defensive end Jason Pierre-Paul. They send their third-round pick, 69 overall, and swap fourth-rounders with the Giants for the two-time All-Pro. And we have today Bucks general manager Jason Light to give you the inside workings of that deal with Giants GM Dave Gettleman and all the moves the Bucks have made throughout free agency. There's a story about how an assistant coach was crucial in recruiting Vinnie Curry, the meeting with Ali Marpet to talk about the Bucks adding a center and even another shot at a place kicker. All that on Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Verstik, And this is a great day because we have an old friend as a first-time sponsor to the podcast, Andy from Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You know, it's spring and that's the season of love. So if you're looking for that perfect gift for your wife or girlfriend, guys... Go see our good friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Whether you're looking for a diamond pendant or a bracelet or earrings, or maybe you're ready to pop the question, you need an engagement ring, you're going to get the best price at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Why walk around the jewelry stores and the shopping mall? You know they've got the big overhead, which means a bigger price for you. And don't believe it, guys, when they're saying they're giving you half off with a matching gift certificate. Continental's price will be still less after the alleged discount. At Continental Wholesale You're paying wholesale. There's no pressure. You're going to come in. and he's going to pour you a nice scotch. He's going to teach you about the four C's of diamonds, carat, cut, color, clarity. It's going to make sure that you get that perfect diamond for your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds. It's where I shop, and you should too. They're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150. That's right next to the Penthouse Club. So just hours after the Bucks made the trade for Jason Pierre-Paul, I had a chance to meet with GM Jason Light at One Buck Place for this exclusive interview to talk about that trade and all the moves the Bucks have made in the offseason. Some fascinating insight from Bucks GM Jason Light. Today, you guys made a pretty significant trade for a pretty significant player. Jason Pierre-Paul comes from the Giants. You give up your third round pick. You exchange fourth round picks with the Giants. You move up, I guess, from 108 to 102. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul is no stranger to these parts. I mean, he's, he played at USF and he's been an all pro and, um, you know, he's been a significant player. How did this How did this trade come about, and just what's your reaction to to be able to land an elite pass rushing defensive end?
0: Well, you know this business is, in a lot of ways, is not unlike other businesses where it's relationship based, and you know I I have a good relationship with the GM there, Dave Gettleman, Mm -hmm. and you know you you never know unless you ask in this business. You just never know. So obviously, defensive end was a position we're trying to. Get a premier player, so I just started making calls. And is this player available? Is this player available? You get a lot of people laugh at you. You say, mm-hmm. you "Never know unless you ask." And Pierre Paul was one guy that was one of those calls. And Dave said, I "Have to think about that." And uh, we kept the talks going. Um, I know they're switching defenses this year. I don't know what they think of Pierre and uh, Jason in their in their scheme there, their new scheme. But um, we just kept the conversations going for the last three weeks, and finally yesterday it came to a head. Last night, late last night, we came to an agreement. So we were
1: very excited, and uh, and we're uh, fortunate that it was able to come about this way. Have you have you had a chance to talk to him and just what his feelings are about coming back here? I know he has a son in Florida.
0: I did. I called him right away. I, w- I wanted to give uh, the Giants the respect to give him a call first. Sure. Um, as soon as they did, they passed his new number to me, um, and I called him, and he was jacked up. He said, this is crazy, man. I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, he said, I was just in Tampa the other day. Um, I couldn't be more excited. So, next call I made was to Gerald, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Gerald uh, Gerald was equally equally as excited. He's been uh, since I've been here. He's been he's been uh, dreaming of having a premier defensive end um, on you know as a sidekick. He's so, been lobbying
1: pretty hard on social media. I think every defensive end has either been traded or, or signed. Gerald McCoy had something to say about it. He has. I, I told him a couple times, Gerald, just be patient. Just be patient. <laughs> So he's got to be happy with Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, Pierre-Paul had a significant injury a couple of years ago with that 4th of July accident. But um, I guess it speaks to, to his determination to come back and, and, and resume his career and, and do it at a high level. I mean, he's had 15 and a half sacks the last two seasons, hasn't missed many games. I mean, you must, he must have learned how to adapt to that injury.
0: It, yes, um, that's one thing that you know the, the Giants actually gave him a mega deal after the they injury. Did? So he he had uh, you know persevered through it already. But one thing that jumped out to us, you know, we looked at the last two years, we dissected all of his games. Uh, we thought that he actually played better this last year mm-hmm. than he did in 16. That he played 92 percent of the snaps last year, which is an incredible amount for a defensive end, just 92%. I mean, he does not want to come out of he the game. He can
1: play all three downs, not just
0: a pass rusher. Not just a pass rusher. He plays all three downs. He plays the run very well. He's adapted to his play style, um, and he's very good at it, um, even with the, the injury that he sustained. So, you know, this is all pending physical. We still need to check things out before this is official. But right now we're we're very excited about the prospects of having him.
1: You know, he went the junior college route was a teammate of Levante Davis. Levante David, yeah, that's right. That's so right. another grinder, I guess, a guy that, that uh, went the hard road. Another grinder, another guy that doesn't like
0: to come off the field, and, mm-hmm. and that's been a little bit of the theme this year with uh, the guys that we signed. we were looking for certain qualities, and it, you know, they had to be good players to make our sure. list. But then kind of narrowed it down to the guys that we feel are those high character, football character guys, uh, motor guys, uh, win at all costs, Um you know, persevere through things, whether it's being undrafted or a late-round pick, um, having a chip on their shoulder, and getting to where they are uh, because of that and ability, some hidden ability that they had early in their career. So, it's a it's a great group. We've uh, you know every guy that we brought in so far, everybody that's talked to him in the building has has said uh, great things about him and how excited they are to have
1: him. Well, starting with the first guy you signed was Bo Allen, you know, from the from the Philadelphia Eagles, who was rated one of the, the higher Um, run stoppers in this league, Super Bowl champion. Bo was a guy that wasn't drafted very high, Um, so that's sort of what you're talking about. Um, We're gonna see a theme here as we go through this, but what was it you liked about Bo Allen and and what will he do for you immediately on the defensive line?
0: Well, Bo's a big man and he plays extremely hard. He's explosive. He can really punch a guard. He can hold the point. He's actually, you know, I know he doesn't have a, a large amount of sack production, but he is they did play him part of the year last year, at the end of the year in their sub. Um, he's kind of the setup man, mm-hmm. but he, he does have some impressive quickness for a big guy. And you know, he just he wanted to be a buck, and it was apparent that he wanted an opportunity one to come be a starter. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the Eagles wanted him back. Um, he liked our situation because he could start and after we had agreed to terms with him, when it was you know okay to agree to, agree to terms, he had another team coming in and offering him more money. Oh, wow. And they let us know that, but they let us know that it's Bo said he would never renege on a, on a deal. A uh, deal's a deal. So um, as soon as he landed, I had one of our guys meet him at the airport and uh, have him sign his contract the minute he walked into the hotel.
1: <laughs> so this is just smart, to make sure right? we had
0: him. And uh, he ended up having a beer with him and, and coming back and, and saying we, we, we ended up getting a great guy here. So I like a guy that's you know, that stands by his word and wanted to be here.
1: Yeah, wanted to be a buck. And so uh, another guy that's uh, similar in terms of uh, he's pl- he's a veteran. He's thirty years old. He's played for a number of teams, but's always been very productive. Is Mitch Unrine, who's another defensive tackle that will fit into your rotation as well. Right.
0: When we uh, when we put our list together of free agents um, and ranked them, you know, early in the process of by position, we had Bo and, and Mitch as our the two toughest um, you know, high motor guys that were fun to watch just because of their effort. And a defensive lineman, you you have guys that are very skilled, athletic, that get their sacks and get their production from that way. But a lot of these sacks come from just tenacity mm-hmm. and just staying with it and staying after the guy. Offensive linemen hate the high motor guys because it's every play. They have to they have to this guy just keeps coming, and Mitch is one of those guys he 's also a very good run player too, so you can 't have too many good mm-hmm. defensive linemen um like to i know eventually we 'd like to play him in waves. I know Philly had success in that yeah um, now these guys all want to play every place, so that 'll be the challenge that we have but it's uh it's just exciting to know that we have added be all of these guys right here that kind of fit that mold.
1: The final guy, uh, and we've already talked about Jason Pierre Paul, but Vinny Curry, after he was released by uh, the Eagles, was was highly coveted because he's been very productive in this league. Didn't get to rush as much last year, it seems, in their rotation, You, you know, even though he had four sacks, but didn't get the, the premier third down. Looks like he will get with you. But, but t- take me through that, because I understand that, uh, um, that that you had a little help in recruiting him, maybe with an assistant coach.
0: I did. Went, the minute he was, now we knew that there was a chance he would be released or traded, we had had some conversations with the Eagles. Um, at the time, wasn't ready to pull the trigger on a trade, um, even though we liked Vinny. Kind of this time it worked out where we took our chances and he did become available. But um, that day, that first day that he was available, trying to get a deal done, the, the agent was trying to slow play it a little bit, doing his job. There was a lot of teams. All of a sudden, Vinny became the top defensive end on the market. So anytime a defensive end becomes available, they, you know, that's... They're not there, out there long, right? They're not out there long. Yeah. So I, uh, I asked Mike Smith and, and Branson Buckner to help me out. And Dirk was obviously integral in that, in that too. But Buck, uh, Buck could speak the same language with him, that defensive line lingo, the, knew everything about him, um, sold him on the place, sold him on his role. And as a matter of minutes, the agent called us and said he was ready to do a deal. So after Buck talked to him, so it's, uh, it's, it's great to have a guy, an asset like that. I mean, you're building a guy that can recruit. Um, we're not in the recruiting business very often, but when we are,
1: mm-hmm. it's good to have it. That's what free agency is sometimes. And, and, and that's the impact that Buck will have when he gets your, with your regular players. And then Vinny came in here talking about how Brenton Buckner got him excited about playing here.
0: He did. Now, we did give Vinny a very good deal. So yeah, no, you but, paid him.
1: Definitely paid him. You but, paid a lot of these guys.
0: But, uh, yeah, no, yeah. It, it is. And and I've seen firsthand what Buck can do and uh, energize a, a group. And this room has – the complexion of this room is is a lot different now. Of course, we have Gerald. Sure. You know, we have, you know, Will Goldstone still and, you know, some others. But – um, Gerald's got some company now.
1: Let's talk about um, Ryan Jensen, who was maybe one of the most coveted free agents out there. Period. Um, you know, I was reading Peter King's story in Monday Morning Quarterback that you know when that signing period hit four o'clock on that Wednesday, Jensen might have gotten even he might have gotten even more calls Mike McCartney, for Jensen than he did for Kirk Cousins. Um, you obviously were one of the many teams that did that. So. Take me through what, just what that's like when you've obviously talked to these guys and and there was a negotiating period, but then when when it really is signing time, how crazy is that? Because he ended up wanting to take two trips and did take a trip to Indianapolis before he decided to sign here.
0: He did. It was a little bit, uh, you know, there was a lot of sweaty palms involved in that one because we made an agreement. With the agent that he was going to take two trips, right. the agent gave me the choice first or second trip. I chose the first. I Feel like it's a lot of times it's the best decision. But he told me that there will be no negotiation while he's here. There will be no negotiation when he leaves. Wow. Um, he we will not negotiate until after he's done with the second trip. And uh, despite a few phone calls to him, he, he held true <laughs> to his word. Um, so we had to wait that one out. But I had a really good feeling with him leaving. We had a great visit. I'll back it up. The day before he came, Dirk and I brought Allie into the office and talked to him and said, Allie, we, we liked what you did at center. We really feel like you're coming along there. Um, we feel like you have a great uh, you know, career path there if you want to do it. We're not trying to replace you at center, but there's a player that we really like. He happens to be a center that we like. We like him better at center than guard. And to make our offensive line better, that's the move that we would do. And Allie just said, if you guys wouldn't have asked me this, I would have told you the same thing. I, would, I just want to win. He said, I'm totally fine with it. In fact, he asked if he could go to dinner then. So then, He did. Him and
1: Donovan Smith so went then he, to dinner with their so Then right? Donovan
0: asked if he could go along, and uh, I guess the three clicked. We did have a little help there, too, um, from former Buck, Garrett Gilkey. Really? Garrett Gilkey. And Ryan Jensen, are best friends. So Garrett Gilkey showed him around town, and his wife um, sold him on the town and the community. And uh, I'll forever be indebted to Garrett Gilkey. I told him I'll buy him a beer.
1: <laughs> See, you never know who uh, who's going to vouch for you. But that's that's a terrific story. And so so now you've you've improved your offensive line in front of Jameis Winston with, with now you have the center in, and, and alley. You still have you know the amazing thing is, and we'll talk about one more free agent in a second, but. You, We're not done with free agency, there'll be another wave of it, but we haven't even gotten to the NFL draft yet where you're going to add a lot of other players to this mix as well. Before we get there, um, not an insignificant piece around here, I don't have to tell you, but you signed a place kicker and a pretty good one in Chandler Catanzaro. So, tell me about him, and uh, he he knows some guys in the building, Adam Humphreys for one, but this is a guy that was remarkable uh, accuracy on the extra points, 29 to 29, and then has a strong leg too, which is going to help you in kickoffs.
0: That's that's what the draw was. Now he, he's been in the league four years. He had one season uh, where it was below, you know, his standard, everyone's standard. But uh, the three other seasons were very good, two excellent. Um, he overcame the bad year signed with the Jets, which is not a great place to kick.
1: No, no windy and windy, uh,
0: adverse conditions. And for him to have the year that he did there was, was very good. But the, just he's a bigger guy that can put the ball in the end zone on kickoffs, which, which is something that we uh, was a component of the game last year that, that hurt us. Mm-hmm. So not only could he make the long field goals, um, but he also has a great leg on kickoffs. So um, we're excited about him and also a, a, a really good guy, very confident guy. Um, Got an aura about him that you just like when you sit down and talk to him. That you feel like, okay, this guy is going to fit here, and he's going to, you know, there's going to be some pressure here with mm-hmm. that
1: position, but felt like he can take it. Tell me just in general, um, you know, how much better you think your team is than it was uh, at the end of last year with the additions you've made just so far. And how patient did you have to be? Because, you know, we live in this microwave society where guys come available and it seems as if, you know, there's only one team every guy can be traded to or played with, but every guy that's out there, whether it's Robert Quinn or whomever, the automatic, uh, you know, assumption is, well, you know, and this is every team, not just your team, but why, didn't, why didn't we get them? You know, That's what the fan base is going to say from here, Carolina, everywhere. Um, but how patient do you have to be when you're going through a process? It is about dollars and cents. That's probably number one. But also timing has a lot to do with it, right? Well, timing.
0: um, There has to be a two-way street. Guy needs to want to come here too. Mm -hmm. Um, After a few years, you kind of start to sense when you're talking to agents whether or not their player wants to be here. Um, um, It's uh, you do have to be very patient. (laughs) You have to stay away from social media, uh, reading columns on the internet, and uh, it's you know I'm very lucky that our ownership. Um, we sat down several times before free agency um, just to kind of go over what their expectations were, and those expectations were simple. It's do what you think is best for this football team. If you walk away without spending any money and you can justify that, um it wasn't worth the price. It wasn't the player wasn't worth it. Um, we're okay. If you, if you go out and do what we did this year and you justify it, we're okay with that, too. We just want you to make best, the best football decisions that you can. So I'm fortunate that the, I didn't have any directive. I didn't have you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, if you do what's best, the wins will come, and uh, and the fans will
1: follow. Finally, um, you have spent some money under the salary cap. You had some money to spend, but you still have other guys on this team. You, you, you've already, you know, Extended the contracts of, of Mike Evans and and some others that that we've talked about, um, but there's still the Ali Mar and, and Donovan Smiths, and Quan Alexander's. Are you still going to be in a position when that when the time comes to uh, to talk about about those guys too?
0: Yeah, we'll always we'll always be in a position when the time comes. is when that time is. I'm not sure. Right, uh, right now, I'm focused on the draft, <laughs> um, and we'll be putting most of our focus on the draft. There, there's still some. Um, shopping you can do here and there to mm-hmm. supplement your team, but it's uh, right now I, for the next month we'll be, you know, head first into free into uh, the NFL draft.
1: Did any of the moves you make change your approach to the draft in terms of? I mean, I think the goal is to kind of cover yourself so that you're not hostage to a position, maybe. And I think you've addressed most of the the, the holes that you had, getting Grimes back and things like that. But will it change your philosophy in terms of what you would do um, based on the players you got? I don't really
0: think so, not that much. With that seventh pick, you know there might be a temptation to move up. There still might be temptation to move back, pick up some extra picks. Mm-hmm. It's all going to depend on what players are available and how many are available at, at that pick. Right. Um, how many you think what might be back, still available, two picks back, four picks back, what have you, right. Um, I don't think you can ever have enough uh, premier defensive ends. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever have enough premier offensive linemen. I don't think you can, you know, ever just say, well, we're fine uh, because of what we did in free agency and supplemented here and there. Sure. That you wouldn't take a young player that has a chance to be a blue chipper
1: and be a foundation piece for well, years to years, come. yeah. Yeah. Well, Jason Light, thanks for your time. You're off to a great start, and uh, we appreciate the insight. Thanks. I appreciate it, Rick. Really fascinating stuff from Jason Light just on on how that whole JPP deal came together and and how they've been working on it for a while, as well as, you know, Ali Marpet being very unselfish in agreeing to move from center to guard, saying he just wants to win. Just so much good insight there from Jason Light. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Hey, listen, uh, we're really happy to have our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds as our sponsor to this podcast. If you're looking for any kind of jewelry for your loved one, Mother's Day is right around the corner. Make sure you go see our friend at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You're going to pay the best prices. You're going to get wholesale, and he's going to hook you up. No high pressure. This is where you want to go. It's where I go. Make sure you go see Andy at Continental wholesale diamonds so we're less than a week away from opening day the tampa bay rays will be starting next thursday i'll be at the nfl owners meetings uh, beginning sunday in orlando i'll be there through tuesday we're going to have jason light will be there of course but we'll also talk to Dirk cutter a lot of the other nfc and afc coaches and get you some insight from the nfl owners meetings as they also talk about the catch rule and different uh, rule changes that are being proposed the lightning play in new jersey on saturday as they continue on to try to get that top seed in the Eastern Conference. And uh, so we'll have lots to talk about next week beginning on Monday. We want you to make sure you make this a habit. Join us every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, like your interaction as well. You can always reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB or myself at NFL Stroud and email me at uh, rstroud at Tampa Bay. We'd like for you to rate and review this podcast, Steve, and where can they do that? Anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether you get it from Google Play or iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or even tampabay.com slash sports, they always have the latest episode. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody.